Cathedral and all our microsites. Let's give everybody out there a warm welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, I'm very excited about the next three weeks in the series we're going to start today and the fast that we're going to start today. Um, and uh, um, I'm just excited. I'm excited about the men's ministry we had yesterday. We had a men's meeting yesterday. How many men were there? Can I get an amen, fellas? Amen. Amen. Can we all stand up and let's uh, pray standing today. Hmm. And we also have our 6 o'clock service starting tonight, uh, first time for 6 o'clock. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you Lord, we just want to take a moment to acknowledge your presence. Lord, I just pray that During this series, you would make your presence known like never before. Help us to be in your presence. Prepare our hearts to enter into your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Say hello to someone next to you. Give them a hug, high five or something. Let's see your Bibles today. Let's see your Bibles. Say word. Very good. Let's turn to um, Genesis 28. Actually, let's turn to uh, Matthew 6 real quick. Sorry, Matthew 6. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Matthew 6. What's up, East County? I hear y'all screaming, what's up, East County? Matthew 6, first book of the New Testament. Here's my question. Everyone say, what if? if? That's all you need to say. What if you can walk into a room and be in the presence of God? God was sitting in the chair. And what if when you walked into the room, you could see him to the degree he wanted you to see him? in the form that he wanted you to see him? What if you can feel his presence, hear his voice, be impacted by his presence? And what if you could take that experience with you when you left the room? And you could take it wherever you went 
and you could share that presence with somebody else that God would impact their life. So for the next three weeks, I want to talk about that. And as I've been studying this and walking in it and learning about it, this is, this to me, for me, is the most important series I've ever done in my life. Because everything we do as a Christian needs to be done from the presence of God. And we, we, I want to review our What If series because we started several months ago and put it in context. And then I'm going to put it in context of the fast we're getting ready to start because we're going to start a 21-day fast today. How many of y'all excited about that? Raise your hand. God bless you. Very good. Very good. And we'll explain what that means in a few minutes. But I want to just review real quick the What If series and put it in context of walking and existing in the presence of God. What I'm going to talk about today is entering into the presence of God. Next week, I'm going to talk about experiencing the presence of God. What does it feel like? What does it sound like to be in the presence of God? And I'm going to propose to you that a lot of you hear God and you feel God and you sense God. And yes, I said feel because he gave you the ability to feel his presence, to experience his presence. A lot of you do it and you don't even know it. And what does it mean to take that presence and share it with somebody else? And we're going to talk about this over the next three weeks, so I hope that you uh, come every week and get all of that. And I will tell you emphatically, it is the foundation of everything you do as a Christian. Without the presence, nothing you do means anything. So what it says, let's just do the review. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And we talked about this over the last four months or so. And it says in verse 9, chapter 6, verse 9, in this manner pray, therefore, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So we talked about we got to pray to our Father. The first thing we do when we pray is acknowledge God's in heaven that he is holy. And then Jesus said, ask that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now we ask God that his will will be done on heaven. And by the way, you can't have the kingdom without his presence. You cannot have the kingdom of God without the presence of God. And you cannot have the presence of God without the kingdom. So if you have the presence of God, you have the kingdom of God. And then it says, and this is a verse we're going to focus on for the next three weeks, give us our daily bread. Everyone say give us our daily bread. We're not talking about food in your mouth. That's why we're going to take a fast. <laughs> we're talking about what feeds your soul and it's not pollo loco, Popeyes, In-N-Out, as much as we love In-N-Out. <laughs> That's not the food we're talking about. We're not talking about someone telling you you look good, someone telling you you're talented, someone telling you. We're talking about spiritual food, and that spiritual food is the presence of God. And I'm going to say something that may, some of you may think is blasphemous and a curse. It's not even reading the Bible. It's not prayer. Why? Because you could read the Bible and pray and not have the presence of God. Because you're just reading it as literature. And God, let me tell you something, God's there. We're going to talk about God being everywhere. We're going to get to that. But unless the, the reading of the Bible brings you closer into the presence of God and prayer brings you into the, the, at the, in the throne room of God, what are you doing? You just listen to the news every day. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. You hear that every day in the news. Who are they praying to? Are they praying to this God? I, I promise you not all of them are. They're just praying to whatever you think is God. Well, a whole lot of people think of something else as God than this God. So we want to make sure that when we pray, when we read the Bible, when we serve, that we're in the presence of God, that we're in the room with him. We're there. 
Amen? Now turn to uh, number one in your notes. Number one in your notes. Actually, right on the top of your notes, it says what the presence of God is. Now, you, you would say, well, every, God is everywhere, so we are always in his presence. And that is absolutely true. So when I talk about the presence of God in this series, I'm talking about something different. Because every person is always in the presence of God because God is everywhere and there's nowhere he is not. But I want to talk about something different. I want to talk about actually experiencing and being aware of his presence. Being connected to his presence. Being impacted by his presence. In other words, God is right here. He's right here. He's right here. He's right here. But do you know it? Are you engaged with him? How many of you have had a conversation with somebody and you're talking to them and they're doing this? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Can I get amen? Matter of fact, ladies, I'll ask the ladies in the house. Oh, you ladies in the house. I don't even need to, I don't even need to finish this sentence. I don't need to finish this sentence. You're talking to your man and he ain't there. You can touch him. You can see him. You can smell his funk. But, you, but he's not there. So look at your notes. The presence of God, I'm just going to, this is my definition, so you take it for what it's worth. It is the awareness. Everyone say the awareness. Of being overcome and transformed into the heart of God. That you are aware God is doing something in my life. Not only that you know it cognitively in your brain that, oh, I know it's happening, but that you are aware of it. It's impacting you. Next week we're going to talk about experiencing the presence of God. And I so bad want to talk about it right now because it's so relevant. But I'll just tell you this. You were created to be aware of God's presence. That's what I'm talking about. That instead of just going through life, hearing people talk about God, hearing Bible study, but that you're like, I, 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 God, I sense you here. I sense your presence. I know you're there. I, I sense it. I, I hear you. I feel you. I, I'm being guided by you. My prayer is that God would move you from wherever you are in that understanding and experience closer. That's what I'm praying for myself every day when I get up. I've, I've been so impacted by Studying this, and I'm putting a little, making a little guide for me every day. Enter into his presence. And I got five little steps here. We'll, we'll try to get through them. But uh, number one in your notes. Oh, by the way, um, if you look in the Bible, Adam and Eve walked in the presence. Matter of fact, when they sinned, they hid from the presence of God. Now, God was everywhere, but they were walking with him in partnership talking, and then when they sinned, they tried to hide from him. Now, he's everywhere, but they, they had an int- a level of intimacy that was broken when they sinned. Moses said, as God was leading the Israelites through the wilderness out of Egypt into the promised land, 40 years in between when they left Egypt and got into the promised land, Moses says, if, you, if your presence doesn't go with us, your power, your wisdom your mighty hand, if you are not with us on our side and we are not aware of you fighting on our behalf, we can't do anything. You get up every day. I want you to imagine that God is just sitting there looking at you saying, when are you going to acknowledge me? When are you going to ask me to make myself real to you so we can walk together and I can consult you versus you just knowing I'm walking behind you, following you, watch you make all these knucklehead mistakes. When are you going to look at me? Lady, when you talk to your husband or your boyfriend and you're talking to him and he's, or, or, whenever, or wherever you're talking to and they're not looking at you and you want to say so bad, will you look at me? Listen to me. Fellas, how many, t- how many times have you ever had a person, a child or a woman grab your face 
and do that. Look at me. And so we want to acknowledge that, that God's presence there. Look at number one in your notes. Number one, the first thing you should do, or one of the things you should do is acknowledge his presence. Everyone say acknowledge. This is so simple. Turn to Genesis chapter 28. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to be on the screen. Genesis chapter 28. Is that one of my verses? Yes, it was. Very good. So Jacob was, Jacob was laying on a stone. He was praying to God. And he saw a ladder that went to heaven. And the angels were descending and ascending on the ladder. And he woke up and he said this. Uh, Jacob woke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. Everyone say, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. Everywhere you go, God is right there. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. The Bible says knock and he will open. Keep knocking. Seek and you will find. Keep seeking. Call, he will answer. Keep calling. God, you're there. Remember, we're talking about the God of the universe is having an encounter with him, that you would acknowledge that he's there everywhere you go. When you go tonight, wherever you go and you get high, God is there. Go on, what are you doing? Some of you woke up in someone else's bed this morning. And you said to that person you're not married to as you put on your underwear, let's go to church. And God said, what are you doing? Now, I'm, he's glad you're in church. He's not talking about what are you doing going to church, what are you doing in the bed? Acknowledge that he's there. When you're arguing with your family, acknowledge God is there and say, okay, God, I'm sorry. I see you looking right at me. Jacob said, I didn't even know God was here. Every day, all day, I want to enter into his presence. How do I begin to be aware is first acknowledge that he's there. Number two, prepare your heart through confession. When you walk into the presence of God, say, Lord, please forgive me of anything that is blocking my connection with you. Psalm 51, created me a clean heart. Everyone say, created me a clean heart. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. And then it says, do not cast me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Lord, hold me close. My grandson is about nine months old, eight months old, and he's starting to kiss. He kissed a girl the other day. (laughs) But this is how he kisses. He puts his hands on your face. He opens his mouth and he goes. (laughs) And he does it really soft. Like he doesn't bang into you. He just goes. And this slob just kind of just, yeah. But he literally, he grabs your head and he, and he comes in real slow and just spits on you. God, don't, and I, and I, and I want him to just stay there. He hasn't got to the point where he hugs. He, he kind of he grabs and just rips your skin like that. But soon he's going to, I'm trying to get him to hug. He says, create me a clean heart 
And uh, don't cast me from your presence. I want to be close. Tell God that. You have to do this. I should say you have to. The, the best way to start is when you're in a quiet place and you say, Lord, I want to acknowledge your presence. I want you to hold me close. I want you to cleanse my heart. Look what the, the, the third one says. I want you to remove the distractions from my life. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus goes on a 40-day fast. The reason I wanted to, well, this, the reason I wanted to talk about this topic because it's so appropriate to our daily bread, but the reason I wanted to start a fast during this time is because the only reason we're fasting is to draw closer to God. Understand this, some of you may fast um, uh, food, some of you may fast social media, some of you may fast uh, yelling at your wife. Can I get amen, ladies? Amen. Sorry that your husband yells at you, but that's okay. It's another story. You may fast watching television. You may fast watching ESPN seven times in a day. That you could just watch SportsCenter once and you got all the news you need. You could fast sugar. But the point is you're not fasting it to lose weight. You're not fasting, fasting to get healthy. Though Those are very good benefits. And if you're going to fast, you want to be very wise in your fasting. However, the reason you're fasting is to grow closer to God. It's very important for you to make that distinction that I am fasting because I want to remove distractions from my life so I can enter into the presence of God and, and receive and encounter and be aware and interact with more of his power without doing like this to God. Dear God, please bless me. Oh, what's up? Oh, please bless me. Oh, how you doing? Oh, dear God, I hope that you talk to me today and you're not even listening to him. So I want, to, I want to challenge you in the fast. Matter of fact, uh, y'all have this card in your bulletin. If you could take that out. I'm going to tell you what to do with your fast. There's a couple of things you can do. Number one is this card will give you a little overview, but there's a website on this card where you can get Sign up for daily devotions and you can also sign up for directions on diets and uh, ways to do your fast, tips about keeping it private, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's uh, sdrock.com slash fast. And also we want to want you to text us and let us know you're fasting. If all of you, how many of you have your phone? Raise your hand if you can pull out your phone. Very good. Can you pull out your phone? We want to ask you to do something real quick. Very simple. We're going to ask you to text us. You could do this now, you could do this later. We ask you to text us this number and it's going to take you to a website and you don't have to fill in the whole thing today. You can write down that number or you can just put it in your phone somewhere and text it later and do the whole process later. But when you text that number, you're going to get a link and when you go to that link, we're going to ask you to fill it out and we're going to send you a devotional, an encouragement every day for 21 days. And we want to get everybody in the church to fast, something. So if you can write that number down and do that later and get, you'll get the link and then fill out the link and it'll send us, uh, uh, we'll send you an email and we, it's going to ask you what campus you're from. We're trying to get 7,500 people. We're trying to get everybody in the church to do it actually, uh, to fast. But if you can text us, we're going to send you a link and fill out the, uh, the little, it's like three questions, four questions or so. And we're going to send you an email every day for 21 days. Amen. And what we want you to do is we want you to say, Lord, I want to enter into your presence. I am fasting so I can draw closer to you. 
There are many examples of fasting in the Bible. I'm just going to give you one very important one. The disciples tried to cast a demon out of a little boy. Jesus came and cast a demon out in 17 words in my New King James Bible. Mark 9, 29. And then he says, in verse 9, 29, the disciples said, how come we couldn't do that? And he said, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. When you fast and you remove distractions from your life, and you end up drawing closer to God, you're going to sense God's voice a whole lot louder. You're going to see what he wants in your life a whole lot louder. You're going to have so much more spiritual clarity than ever before. So I want to encourage you to take this fast serious and, and, and also follow the suggested diets, the Daniel diets. We're, never, we're not asking you to stop eating today. Okay. If you want to be extreme like that, we ask you to taper it off. All the diets are online and, and we have books in the bookstore, but also on our website. We'll give you some, some preferred diets where you can just cut stuff out of, your, out, of your, out of your diet. You don't have to stop eating everything. However, there are fasts where people go to the point of just drinking water. But that's a, you got to, you know, consult with your physician and, and get a lot of education on that. But the more you cut out of your life, will you get healthy if you eat healthier? Absolutely. Will you feel physically better? Most definitely. But what's going to happen is you're going to draw closer to God. And when you draw closer to God and you're in the presence of God, that's where transformation is going to take place. And that's the whole point of fasting, not just to lose weight. So my encouragement to you is to do this fast. How many of y'all are going to uh, 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 considering doing the fast? Just raise your hand real high. Raise your hand real high. Very good, very good. And all the campuses, very good. Lord, I pray that all those people would fast. But more importantly, I pray that they enter into your presence. And they hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Look in your notes. Fasting is decreasing food dependence or whatever dependence, social media, to increase God dependence. In other words, we're saying, Lord, I'm not going to trust in that. My daily food is not Cheerios. Now, I've done several 40-day fasts. I've done 21 then, 10, all those different kinds, of, but I've done 40-day fasts. And let me tell you something. Uh, the hunger that you feel... Every day when you don't eat, when you miss a meal, you're all oh, hungry and you feel like you, you, in your mind, think it's the end of your life. <laughs> Just from my experience and all the people I've talked to uh, that have fasted long periods of time, which have been a ton of people, you don't get increasingly more hungry than that. You end up not getting hungry hardly at all. It's in your head, for real. You could actually go days and just drink drinking liquids after you wean off solid food for a while where you hardly get hungry. You just take a sip of water and you're good, for real. If you've never been there, it's just, you just have to experience it to believe it. And you might say, what does food, not eating food have to do with being spiritual? You have to stop eating to find out. Because when you stop eating and you, and you break your dependency on food, coffee, ooh, caffeinated coffee. Or caffeine. Some of y'all wake up and you have a Pepsi for breakfast. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but some of you have an addiction to caffeine. I did cocaine for two years back in the, in the 80s, 30 years ago when I got off cocaine. Um, sometime after that, I don't know, one, two, three years, I can't remember how long it was. 
I wasn't a coffee drinker, and I had coffee one night at this Bible study. Where it was a men's study, and they were drinking coffee. So I figured, let me be a man and go up and drink coffee like everybody else. And I got this coffee, and it was, it was just caf- it was a cup of caffeine. And I remember driving home, my 280ZX. Remember those cars? My car was so, so I loved that car. And I was like this. And I remember going home, and I looked at, I said, Debbie, I am high on cocaine right now. I felt exactly like I felt when I did cocaine. I'm not saying caffeine and cocaine are the same, but it's a drug. Break that fast. Because if you feel like every day I got to have my coffee to start my day, God is like, man, how come you don't got to have me? And you're telling me that I'm not enough? That's one of the reasons of the fast. And you can think in your, in your head, in your heart, what are the things that I just depend on that's not God? And if you can break that and hold on to God and never let go, does it mean you don't ever drink coffee? No. God will tell you what to do. Drink decaf, drink it less, whatever. You just don't want to be addicted and have to have anything other than the Lord. When is God enough? So you want to... You uh, establish a diet, get spiritual goals. What, is, what do you want God to do in your life during your fast? You want to get a discipline of reading your Bible every day? You want to get a discipline of read, praying every day? You want to get a discipline of just experiencing the presence of God, praying with your family? What is that you want to, you want to break an di- addiction of pornography, an addiction of drugs or whatever it is? Lord, during this fast, I want you to do this in my life. And I would also encourage you, it's in your notes, get a time and a place to meet with God. Read the word and pray. Lord, I'm going to sit in this chair at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 4.30, whatever time, or or 7 o'clock at night, whatever, every day. And during this 21 days that I am going to have my word, my my, my Bible, my my paper, a pen, and I'm going to wait. I want to meet you. Listen, reading your Bible and praying is nothing if God is not there. I don't want to say it's nothing, nothing, but you're missing the whole point. You're just checking the box. It's just routine. How many of you have ever read the Bible and prayed and got up and said, what did that do? Anybody ever feel that? No, you don't want to, you don't want to admit it, huh? Y'all was like, no, nah, that never happened to me. <laughs> never, ever. Let's, let's be real. How many of y'all read the Bible and prayed and, and got up and said, you know what? I, I really didn't get anything out of that. Thank you very much. You know why? Because God... It's possible because you didn't give God an opportunity to make his presence known. You just went through it. And you were in your mind, in your heart. There's a lot of reasons, so I'll just say a few. These aren't necessarily all of them, but it's like, I just got to get this done. I got to do this because they said to do it. And God said, I'm not into just doing it. It's like meeting somebody and say, you know, okay. Let's spend time together because we got to. And, you know, they're like, I don't want that. I want you to want to spend time with me. So God just stood over here and he says, nah, I'm not in that. Whatever you're doing, I'm not part of that. That's exactly what happened. Now, why? What was the mechanism? It could have been your heart. It could have been, you know, uh, whatever. But I'm talking about, okay, God, I'm here. I had the Bible. I'm going to pray, but I want you. I want you. 
You have to know that God is a person. And Christianity is a relationship with a person, not habits with a book. Are you following me? You have your diet. I'm going to cut this stuff out of my life, whether it be food, coffee, TV, whatever. Uh, you, know, you don't got to watch five hours of the news. Just watch half hour, one hour, and say, Lord, I'm going to spend time with you, and I want you. I want you. It says, get a time and a place to meet with God, read and pray. Psalm 119 says, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought ye. Let me not wander from your commandments. Lord, I want your word to guide and direct me. So, dear God, I'm going to read. Do you know that you can get more out of reading a few verses or less word and encountering God than reading a hundred chapters and not encountering God? God, I want you to speak to me. Make this come alive with your presence. Number four. Welcome his presence with praise and thanksgiving. Lord, I want to honor you and praise you for what you do in my life. Psalm 100 says, serve, verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. How many of you got some stress in your life right now? You know what, Lord, I got stress. So I'm coming to you with my stress. But I'm going to come to you and thank you that even in my stressful time, you are here. And I'm thankful that even in my stressful time, you love me and that you can do something in my life. So I'm here with my stress, my burdens, and I want to sit in your presence and I want to do the last thing. And this is the best part of this whole entering God's presence. Wait. Everyone say wait. Oh, this is hard. Number five, wait, pray, and listen. Wait, pray, and listen. Turn to Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 1. One of the great tools of the devil is to keep us busy. Text. Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Giggle, <laughs> Facebook, email, cell phone, TV, radio, talk, 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 text, 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 email, email, type, 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 work, 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 money, 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 money. I'm trying to get paid all the time. Busy, busy, busy. Can I get an amen? And guess what's happening all day? And God is like, and you're like, I ain't got no time for that. And then you go to bed with a stress hormone called cortisol in your brain. Your brain is sizzling. And then you try to go to sleep. And you can't sleep. Look what Jesus said. This is the hardest thing for us to do. 
Verse 4. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. Everybody say wait. wait. For the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked the Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said, it is not for you to know the seasons or times which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Everybody say, wait. wait. Hardest thing for, for us to do is to sit. I want everybody right now, all the campuses, online, I want you to just close your Bible, put everything away. I want you to put your booty back in your seat, like sit up straight. Turn to the person next to you saying, what's he going to do? <laughs> Take a deep breath, go. Close your eyes. Bow your head. Take a deep breath, shoulders go up. And just drop your shoulders and relax. And we're going to wait. And listen. Espíritu Santo, estamos escuchando. We are listening. We are waiting. Lord, we need to learn to wait. We need your presence. We can do nothing without your presence. I pray you make your presence known. You would whisper to our heart. Lord, in all the campuses, there are people who sense you calling them into a deeper relationship. For some of them, that means salvation. For some, it means more intimacy. For some, it means a higher level of surrender and submission. As we wait, I want you to listen to the voice of God. I want you to listen to a voice in your heart saying, I love you. I want to spend time with you. I want to forgive you. And as I'm praying, I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me and then just to come forward in whatever campus you're at. 
if you sense the presence of God in your heart speaking to you, calling you into a relationship, saying he loves you, he wants to talk with you, wants to spend time with you. He wants you to acknowledge that he's there. I want you to pray this prayer with me in response to him. Pray, dear God, I acknowledge you. I want to spend more time with you as well. Forgive me for being distracted. Forgive me for not focusing on your presence. But I acknowledge you now. I want you now. Please accept me. Receive me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. I'm waiting. As all of our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer and you're saying to yourself and saying to God, God, I want more of your presence. I'm going to count to three. I'm just going to ask you to stand in whatever campus you're in. I want you to stand in response to that small, still voice that God is calling you with, that he is loving you with, encouraging you with. So if you prayed that prayer, I'm just going to ask you right now, eyes closed, heads bowed, on the count of three in all the campuses, I'm just going to ask you to stand up. And by standing, you are acknowledging, yes, not only did I pray, but I am responding to a real God who loves me and knows me. So on the count of three, just stand up. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 God bless all of you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. Good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now in a minute, I'm going to ask all of you to come forward, and the rest of us, we're going to cheer for them. So just step out of here. If you're standing up, just step out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a big hand as they come on down. God bless you. Stay right there. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.